0: Welcome to Sharing My Truth with Mel and Susie, the uncensored version, where we bear it all. We do. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Hello, hello. Pod. We have a very special episode for you guys today. And you better make sure you rate and review this podcast a little five stars so we can keep this community going hard and fast and loose or tight, but that's how you like it. Um, I'm with my good friend Mel. Hey, babes. Hello, darling. How
1: hard, fast, and tight. And loose. Oh, and loose. I forgot. However that bit. you want. Yeah, I like it. Maybe slow. Slow? Yeah. I like it. I like that. i going to remember that one.
0: I mean, we do learn a little bit from our incredible interview today. We did. About all the kinds of sex and hards and fasts and looses. We did. <laughs> um, you're going to
1: have to listen to the segment, everyone, about our interview with Dr. Luce. Um, but, wow, she is an amazing woman.
0: She's amazing. She, um, so let's just give our audience a little, little, what is it? A little who is it? A little who is it? Little um, yes. you know that. board, Anyways, um, little you know what was the board game? Oh, scrap. No, I <laughs> <laughs> guess who? I guess who? Anyways, um, A who's who? Uh, I fucking don't know. Um. So, yeah, she is an incredible uh, psychologist, extremely accomplished in her field. Um, Right now, she's focusing on sex therapy, um, which is amazing. She works mainly with couples, um, mainly, um, you know, with all the sexes, all the genders, really just trying to get everyone, make everyone comfortable with their sexuality and opening up them. Selves and healing them from the inside out, and she has amazing retreats in Costa Rica, which I definitely want to go. It sounds like a I, lot of fun. I hundred percent want to go. Kind of get more open in your sexual being, if you will, in your in your sexual being. Yes, yeah. I mean, she she is. So
1: she one of the things she does offer is as a sex and intim- intimate intimacy oh intimacy coach. But she is, um, she's, you know, super clever and has a PhD. So, uh,
0: <laughs> you know, yeah, she's a little more qualified than it's we are. Just a, just a tad. And that's it. why
1: we had her on the pod. We, we did. That's why we had her on the pod. And we also, she works in San Diego mm-hmm. and she works a lot within the um, Latin American community. Yeah. And she speaks, spoke both English and Spanish and has a huge amount of experience and also has, she talked a bit about her own journey, which I think is really quite fantabulous journey, Yeah, which was really interesting and how she helps <clears throat> particularly women, but couples kind of reconnect to themselves if they're not very connected or they lose that connection to their sexual being, yes. which I think a lot of people do somewhere along the line, or it takes them a very long time to get to it.
0: Yeah. And obviously we're not going to give it away. No. But um, do you that. guys, listen to the episode. It's coming up uh, right after we shut the fuck up about it. That's right. And it's- you mean the interview. <laughs> the <even>. interview, exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. Um, And yeah, just listen in. She's incredible. Uh, Her Instagram, we'll share it right now. And then she also shares it obviously at the end. If you want to learn more about her, um, you can also go to her website. And you can also go to our website, sharingmytruth.com. And you can email us, DM us. Uh, Leave us a voicemail and we'll have her on the pod again to answer any of you guys' questions. So, Mel, what's her Instagram? So, her Instagram is discover... Sorry, I can't speak. Discover Passion with Dr.
1: Luz. And that is L-U-Z. But we will... Or Z if you prefer. We will, <laughs> we will uh, link that everywhere. And she also, one thing to mention is she does work with clients, not just clients in the US. Yes. So she works with the international clients. And I think if you're somebody who really wants to kind of have some help breaking down some barriers, she's really open. Ugh. She's really inspiring, fre- refreshing, like a really different perspective. And really, very sort of grounded and and, and she's down so to earth.
0: fun. Like she she makes you feel like you want to have fun with sex again. Absolutely, she makes you excited about it. And the fact her stories you guys are going to hear them, I mean, are unbelievable of how she does it with herself. Like she's yeah. very personal. And I mean, wow, yeah, I I you guys have to listen. You guys got to listen after this. Yeah, so listen. good. You have to listen and enjoy. And we'll, we'll see you soon. We'll see you next time. Enjoy the Enjoy. interview. Amazing. I want to um, get started. I know you're extremely busy, obviously. We know. We want to obviously respect your time. Uh, and we thank you, obviously, for joining us today. And we want to get right into it. And I want to start off um, with just having you tell us a bit about maybe your background, um, a bit about what you do now. Um, what do you specialize in? What do people what, what do you want people to know about you and our okay. community?
2: Okay. I can do
0: that. Yeah. So go go right ahead, Doctor Luz. Thank you for for being here.
2: Okay, well, thank you. Thank you, all of you, for um, giving this amazing platform for all the community members. My name is Dr. Luz Maria Villanueva. I am from San Diego, California, right next to the border to Mexico. So I speak English and Spanish. And I wanted to share that because I work with community in the both languages. So that's a little <laughs> bit about me in terms of two languages. I have a bachelor's, a master's, and a doctorate in clinical psychology. I, wow. uh, yes, I was a teacher for quite a few years. Um, the area that really has been really exciting for me is how the brain works and how the nervous system works. And that's really impacted like a lot of my decisions and where I go with this and you know in, in terms of how I view the world. and the another area that I've always been passionate about is developmental, how we evolve as human beings from moment of birth up until death. So mm-hmm. it's the whole evolution. Um, another thing I've done research I write for a magazine. I write for them in Spanish and it's uh, regarding it's all relationships and sex and intimacy. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else, about I have a nonprofit and it's healing through writing with my it's called Latinas with purpose. So I do that too. And it's something that gets me. Latinas excited. with purpose. Yes. Latinas I love with that. Purpose. That's amazing. Yes. Um, and then, um, what else? I, I done some Tantra education, which wow. is really, I incorporated in a lot of that with what I do, I work with a variety of clients. I worked in the clinical setting. I worked in the psychiatric hospital. I worked uh, in organizational. I've been in my field for about 42 years. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so And so your yes. field as in like sex
0: in like no, neuroplasticity? My, my, or-
2: no, my field has been just in the area of psychology. And it kind of was in psychology in different areas, kind of like when, when, we're, you know touching here they're trying to figure our way out but in terms of sex and intimacy and i became a sex and intimacy coach because somehow that conversations always tend to follow me i don't know if i share that with melanie the other time yeah mm-hmm. um it's it's um i was really young and family members would say like hey Luz maria can you please help us you know how to talk to my my niece, my daughter, and so-and-so regarding intimacy, mm-hmm. her period, and I, we just don't know. So just kind of showed up. And then my first job, um, I was 18 and a half years old or so working in a community, and um, and it was in a Latino community, and they said, you know, we need someone to bring sex education to the community. Can you do that? So wow. there it is, you know. And then later on, it's like, oh, we heard you were aware of, you know, you're- educated in the world of sexuality. Can you come to our church in Mexico wow. and do couples work, you know, and sex education? Wow. Because the priest felt like I can talk to them and you know have conversations, but it is, I notice there's a lot of those conversations that I'm not don't feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. So it's like this topic continues to <laughs> follow me. Right, right. Yeah, so that's how I went into the world of sex and intimacy. That with, along with, I have a son who is deafblind. Wow. Right. And knowing that, how important connection and intimacy and touch uh, is to us as human beings. um, Yes that was another area that I decided this isn't something that needs to be explored. And my son would actually even ask me questions like, Mom, I have my friends and they just know about not getting pregnant, but they don't understand a lot of sexuality. Can you talk to them? Or can you tell me what to tell? I just don't know. And these are conversations that, you know, are not out there. So it's kind of like life you know, I'm, I'm acquainted with the subject. I get more information. I learn more, learn more. And then just those pulling factors kind of led me into the sex as a sex and intimacy coach and sex. Yeah. Educator.
1: And as a, a sex and intimacy coach, do you, we talked a little bit about this before, but do you work mostly with women or couples? Is it 50, 50? What's the
2: sort of balance or what do you see? Um. You know, I work. I would say that maybe about sixty percent couples and forty percent individuals, right? And yeah. so,
1: men and women coming to you yes. separately, yeah. individually. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's um, that's very interesting. And you, you also said we did read on your website about your son, which is, I mean, that's I- incredible. Mm-hmm. So that is very obviously in very inspiring for for the work that you're doing. Yes, um, clearly, yeah.
2: Yeah. And it's, it just shows up, Melanie, like I have a friend and she shared with me, you know, my son's, my, my husband's got diabetes and Mm -hmm. there's as a consequence for health and blood pressure problems, there's no Viagra that can even really help them. And I just can't stand it. So it's just touching me and wants to have, and there's nothing there. So, you know, it's really helping people redefine sex and intimacy, we are so used to imagining that it's just about, you know, penetration, end of story, we're done. So it's that loss and that lack of awareness, what Mm -hmm. sexuality is really about. So I mean, those were like things that just kept driving me into this conversation. Mm -hmm.
0: I love that, because I always feel like there is such um, you know, when you think of sex, you're only thinking of dick in vagina. And yeah. that's there's so much more to that. So like, is that something that you tell your patients? Like, what is probably the biggest issue with your patients? And like, why maybe do they come to you at first?
2: Low libido, women's low libido, really? I would yeah. say that that's one of the number ones. And it doesn't mean that all my couples women have the ones with low libido. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's the other way around. So let me right. make that clear. But we are so we are trapped in this world of got to do, got to do. Here's a list of things that when we experience this space where sexuality was amazing, was it right at the beginning of the relationship of intimacy and right at the beginning of the marriage? And it's because the women said, you know, I just want it to happen organically. He just comes at me and it's like it's nothing organic and it's it's not going to happen organic. Mm hmm. And yeah. that's like a, my biggest conversation with women. You need to start owning your own sexuality, mm-hmm. owning right. that space for you and your joy, knowing how to turn it on for yourself. Right. So that is one of the big conversations I have. Do you mean it, in terms of organic, do you mean in terms of
1: like spontaneity that a lot yes. of people think it should be, we have this false perception that, it happens this, because I guess from the movies or media or whatever, we think, you know, yeah, it all, this amazing thing (laughs) happens, and you know, and the longer you're married and the older
0: you get, it's like, "Mm, yeah, it doesn't quite work. Wait, Mel, you don't get turned on with just the wind and your nipple? (laughs) You don't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But
1: I like the way you said that, that you're, that they have to own it. So you're essentially teaching them to Well, I suppose view intimacy in a different way, which is actually sort of leads into my next question was, what do you think the greatest barriers are to intimacy? Mm
2: -hmm. What what is the... I think one of them is lack of education, just to be honest with you, and the definition that we have about it. Okay. If we don't have the education and if we don't have, you know, just such a limited definition, where is there to go? You know, there's no right. place to go, and porno has become the education. Right. Yes. And so it's it's really a false way. It's something that gets some people going. You know, they get you, you're done, and in a matter of minutes, it's all completed. It's mm-hmm. and women are trying to learn to follow those patterns with what they see in porno, and men find that that's what it should look like. So that's become that became the education. So yeah. Yeah. I mean,
0: that's, I think we've, we've also, Mel and I have spoken about this, obviously, as well. Like, um, cause mm-hmm. I remember my sex education, you know, and it wasn't anything good. I don't remember learning about the clitoris. I don't remember learning about anything about mm-hmm. women's pleasure. I mean, it was barely about men's pleasure. It was much more about having babies and, um, yeah. STIs and things like that where, you're just like, okay, like, I guess we'll just figure out the rest ourselves, which is kind of okay. Like, you know, you can't, yeah. it's hard to explain something to a child, but yeah, there is really such a lack of education. And do you see that? I know you work with a lot of like in the Latin community, um, obviously, and obviously in the American community and we're Canadian. Yes. So what is, is there a shift there or like, how do you think, are they getting better? Is it getting worse? What, is, well, what do you feel I about that? I will tell you
2: that in, in all cultures that I have worked, it's the same concern. It's the mm, same concern. The women with Lola Beater, it doesn't matter with one or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, so that... Um, so it's, it's pretty much the same. Wow. Right.
1: right. So they have the same sort of barriers and where sort of whatever your, you know, background is the same barriers, because essentially it's a lack of education. And as women, we don't, we start out with so little of it, I think particularly, and then we have to find out as we go along through the sort of journey of our life. And, and like you're saying about porn is that everyone seems to not understand that it's entertainment like Mm. any other kind of media it's not meant to inform you it's totally unrealistic um but and young people are using it because it is so available you know i'm 50 so when i was you know 18 16 20 whatever you know that wasn't a possibility to go to the internet and type in whatever you're going to type in. And now you can type in anything and then the stuff comes up and then it sets up all these totally unrealistic ideas, doesn't it?
2: It does. It really does. And and, and it is even damaging for the men, for the men yeah. in two different ways. One of them is they, their their self-esteem by comparing their own penis size to also with the one unborn. right. Yeah. And and they don't they don't get that those individuals that were selected there you know are not like every man that is on on the street of course not yeah mm-hmm. they're so, actors yeah and, and then this whole conversation for for you know for just forever has been about the bigger your penis is the more pleasure is going to be so it has this low self for them you know self esteem mm-hmm. and by looking at it, it's like they even have a hard time like coming and sharing themselves with a woman or even dating and in fact sex is actually reduced sex yeah. out there socially has been reduced and you know some of the contribution when you ask men they they'll tell you it's like well I'm kind of embarrassed because right. you know interesting you know they're going to see my size and mm-hmm. you know they're, they're not going to be happy and so therefore they just enjoy sex on their own with by looking at porn. So that is another impact porn has made, uh, you know, for men.
1: Right. And then perhaps when they see the reality, the reality's harder, it doesn't match up, etc. Because they do talk a lot about men, younger men, not having as much sex today than Mm -hmm. 20 years ago. And I suppose you've answered the question that is part of the answer.
2: Yeah, it is. There is some of that. And then there's the social media and, you know, the expectations. There's just... I mean, it's just terrible expectations, and it is again that lack of education.
0: Yeah, and then I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm assuming it's like a lack of foreplay as well.
2: Yes, because it's and there's this this not awareness of how foreplay even is created, right? You know, you know we know what movies tell us. There's the kitchen, there's a kissing, and there's some touching, and then somehow there is this erotic zone that because women have their breasts. And they enjoy that men think that's like an on and off button. Right. <laughs> that's an amazing way. That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh and my god. So this this lack of awareness is that it, it, the women enjoy it, but it after the arousal has been present for a while. Right. You know, so men get confused. It's like, right. wait a minute, wait a minute. Last time I was with you, you just really seemed to be like really enjoying it and i don't get it like i don't get it why Mm -hmm. you're not turned on and you're angry don't touch me don't touch me now so is that lack of education lack of awareness it's the of the body's women's physiology that women's body takes anywhere between 20 to 40 minutes to really create full-blown like a blood flow to the whole organs of the woman's bodies.
1: It's so interesting that you say that because we actually touched on that in a last episode that um that women you, you know like let's say it's monday and you've had sex with your partner and this worked and um you know you enjoyed you know this turned you on or whatever and men just don't understand it's wednesday and for whatever reason i don't even understand i that's not doing it for me today mm-hmm. it's wednesday and and so on and the confusion there between men and women i mean that is part of the you know, part of the problem of those dynamics is that we don't really understand it either. Like yep. why today I like this. It's a bit like today I want to eat pasta, but it's Wednesday. I want to eat, you know, fish and, you know, it, or whatever it is. It's like, we almost don't understand it either. Whereas I suppose a man's body, as, as Susie always puts it, it's out there. It's there. It's, out it's there. we can see what's <laughs> going on. And, and they just cannot get their head around how, How is it this doesn't work? Like you said, it's funny to think your nipple is your on and off button. That's so funny. So I turned you (laughs) on literally the other day. How is this not working? You know, but yeah. So how do you go about talking to couples or individuals about deprogramming
2: that, if you like? Yeah. Well, first of all is understanding how sex works. The understand right. is the first thing it's, it's it starts in your brain. It's it, it's a decision that you make. Oh, you know, I'm I you start creating the whole idea. I want to be intimate and you start creating erotic pictures in your brain or fantasies right. and the joy. And this is away from your partner. So you actually right. start this is how you start turning yourself on. Right. So it is. And then it goes that Conversation goes into the limbic system, and once it goes into the limbic system, it actually starts releasing like oxytocin. Ping, you have there we have this little reward circle, circuit, you know, circuit in our brain. So there it is moving, and there's the thoughts and the fantasy and emotions start to bubble in our bodies without even being with our partners yet. So it's really the women learning how to create that. So you get learn to have your body um, you know. All connected. Mm -hmm. And then there's the sensations. Our bodies are not always willing to accept any sensations all the time. Mm -hmm. Somehow we see that the brain is separate from the body and they work together. And it is the body. So women knowing her own body, Mm -hmm. that's why movement is so important for a woman. You know, when I work with healing with women with orgasms, you know, when they find a a certain part of the body that's not acceptable is they touch it and then they hold on to that and they put their hand and then they breathe and they kind of even rock in that space. It's Mm the sensation of our bodies that connects to that. So it's telling women that it is their bodies and to be respected and learning how to communicate is like, can you please start here? Can you right. please start over here? And it right. is okay. And telling the man with their partners, mm-hmm. it's just we women tend to be a little bit more volatile.
1: Yes, volatile. That's a good word, yes.
2: And, and it, is, it, it is. And it is men's ability to ground women. Right. That's what makes it really powerful when you have a great connection. When mm-hmm. you have a woman that's kind of out there and the man just kind of like looks at her and says what else is there baby Mm -hmm, just kind of like ground you like center and it just takes owns that masculine energy and just kind of sits there for her and then just puts her hand on you know on her legs having her feel grounded and giving her the space because majority of the time it is a woman's body that becomes the space of the playground right it is. We right. are the playground of sexuality the majority of the time. Right, as yes. receivers. Good point. Absolutely. And
1: so just because I wanted, you just mentioned about orgasms when you were talking. Is that part of also why a lot of women are coming to you, that they actually get through a huge chunk of their life and they haven't experienced it? Because we assume, you know, I think the popular narrative in the media is that, Oh yeah you know you have your first experience you have penetrative sex and you have an orgasm we all know when we've lived a bit that that's not the case and we need a few different things and different people different women need different things but there are a very high percentage of women aren't there that go for a very long period of time who don't experience anything close to it and yes. um and of course what that does to you i i cannot even imagine i mean you really must think well what's the point kind of thing and no. then and then that starts a whole
2: cycle. So d- do you see that a lot? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. I do see that. I do see that women um, either don't experience orgasms or rarely experience orgasms or experience one orgasms. Mm-hmm. Women have the potential to have orgasms for one hour, like one break oh, you mean- Wow. Another- yeah, right. they can take one after the other after the other. You know, kind of going up and down, up and down. And we even have research that shows that 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 is true. Before they said no, then going back and forth, but it's that lack of awareness, but women have that potential. Mm-hmm. And it is it is actually once the woman understands her body and how to connect with it mm-hmm. and see it, so it is part of the responsibility for a woman you know, Mm -hmm. to own and to be able to connect to that. And it is part of the partners to also be able to figure it out and understand that that is the playground that a lot of the the women's bodies is the playground and being the playground in a positive way, not in a negative way is giving her permission to say, I am ready for this. I'm ready for that. So yes, orgasms are a big thing. They're not, you know, but I see quite a bit. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah I do.
0: people assume is happening but it's not. oh my god i wish it was happening if if orgasms were happening every day we'd have i think a, a l- lot it would be a
1: happier world yeah a little it? bit
0: more peace in this world no yeah i think so, so i think lovely. so i know uh i want to know what kind of age groups um that come to you most like i know you said that you see people uh of all genders um and couples but what type of age group, and what do you see the most? Are you seeing women in their 40s?
2: you seeing younger than that? I see between the ages of 30 to 60, and I would Mm -hmm. say the majority in their 40s. Right. Yeah. And is it
0: because like, you know, you're seeing finally the women are kind of like, I want to take control over my sexuality. And this is when the most change is happening? Or why do you think that is?
2: I think what it is, is they're having some issues in their relationship. Oh yeah. And they're not happy. And you know, there's like, okay, we got to do something about this. My, either my partner is complaining or I'm complaining. And this is really our affecting. Um, and generally why forties, uh, there's more forties is because by then women had babies.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. in the world of once babies and responsibilities, you know, trapped and got to do, got to do, got to do. So when you see the bedroom, the only thing you can think of, it's for sleep. Right. Like a hundred percent. Yeah. So, you know, generally what they end up getting into this habit, okay, it's just a Saturday night. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's when sex happens, It's the Saturday night or a mm-hmm. Sunday morning quickie. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty much. And some of them, like, even then after that, it turns into every two weeks to once a month to rarely. So it's, it's pretty sad, but it's there. And it sort of becomes a
1: thing to do. as It's on the list. It's like, yes, kind of got to keep your husband happy. You're tired, mm-hmm. thinking about a million things, but let's just do that, and then we're finished for the week. And then he'll be quiet. Finish for, for the week. Finish for the month. Finish for the month. <laughs> then then he'll be quiet. He'll leave me alone, and you know I can get on with what I need to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think from my point of view, I think you, I see that a lot, and I think a lot of us have even if you've had children. I have two teenage girls and you go through that time when you've had baby, you're tired and you, nobody knows what's going to happen to them. You, you have no understanding of how you're going to feel or the fact that you don't feel that sexy either, which is, you know, another yep. thing. I mean, do you, do you, how long does it take a couple or a person do you think to come and see you? Do you think they've been miserable and sort of suffering for a very long time? Is what is a sort of the trigger that says actually, okay enough. This is miserable. We've got to go and talk to somebody outside of our relationship.
2: Generally is that one of them. And then once, and then what ends up happening is let's say there is this couple and they've Mm -hmm. had like really great results. So they've worked with me. They had really great results. And we women talk. Yeah. oh yeah, my do. God, you got to go see Dr. Luz. You know, my, my intimacy right. is like amazing if things are happening and he knows how to listen to me and all of these things. So then the words gets around and that's mm-hmm. generally, it's like, okay, maybe I do need to consider because I, I don't share, but yeah, it's not happening for me too. Okay. So
1: Okay. That's interesting. That makes a lot of yeah. sense. Yeah.
2: Is, is the advice you give to um,
0: these women in their forties, is is it like, kind of this like what is the biggest piece of advice that you're giving them that you find the most helpful for them is there one big piece of advice
2: i do is with i create a variety types of intimacy sexuality it's it's when you get stuck on one is when the problem Mm. so create what it looks like to have a quickie you Mm -hmm. gotta have sometimes some quickies what do quickies look like for that particular couple that's fun Mm-hmm. And it's exciting. And then you're willing yeah. to participate in. Right. And then there's nights of romance. So they define what it is. So they restart redefining their their sexuality. And then you have like, what is a one hour, hour and a half? And then what does an adventurous sex look like? Right. So it's understanding that it is this full gamut of discovery that is an important thing. And then also they got to schedule it sometimes. Mm -hmm. especially until they can figure out how to how to work their bodies to where it's like uh, this you know i teach them how to text each other during the day so they just start getting in the mood so by the time you know and if they've got little ones he already knows okay i gotta you know i gotta help out a little bit so that we can get the babies to sleep and they can calm down and and then for her she may be a little bit of warm bath or a cool bath or get some oils or Whatever it is. So the advice is a variety that sex needs to be redefined and you need to create a variety. Okay.
1: I think I think that's that's actually incredible advice because I think going back to what we we're talking about earlier a lot of people this idea that penetration is sex but actually you know mutual masturbation quickies so many things make up sex and you know we live in this fast paced crazy world where we don't have time to do anything that it has to be all of those things and all of those things can be fun yes. um but I don't think bizarrely people know enough about that
0: um yes yeah. It's hard. I mean, it's hard. I mean, I don't have children, <laughs> Um, but I am been in a, a very long-term relationship. And even, you know, we've had, you know, work gets in the way, mm-hmm. life gets in the way, families. It's just, it is exhausting. And to keep that spark up is like, it is, we hate saying a relationship is work, but it does take effort, a huge amount of effort to keep the love alive, to keep You know, the spark, the sexiness, the excitedness and gosh, it's it's tough. Like and is there something you say to couples? Is it is it yes, you have to slow down, go find your adventure. Like that's that's what it is. And have you found something that works for you, maybe you personally as well?
2: Well, I am personally very adventurous. I I love it. (laughs) I have been a very sensual woman. You know, I just finished writing a book with my friend. We haven't published it. It's called Sex and Money. Well, Let's talk money. And it's about creating conversations. And in the book, I talk about, you know, I am one of those women that can have orgasms for one hour. So, wow. yes, he wow. I love it.
0: yes, doctor. Wow.
2: <laughs> so, I, I don't just do, I don't talk the talk. I do the talk. You do it. Yeah. I, love it. Oh, yes. I am fully on adventurous, fun with my partner, playful with my partner, and I own my sensuality. I own my body. I know what it tur- what gets turned on. And mm-hmm. I also communicate when I am too tired, you know, I can mm-hmm. communicate that. But it is for me as I've always been pretty adventurous and I've always mm-hmm. had a lot of fun when it comes to intimacy and it's been a joyful experience for me in my life. So, yeah, I am a stand for women like really taking on this as part of their life and it's these amazing levels of oxytocin that get released in your body. Like after like an hour and a half of orgasms, I'm my body is on a high for about 24 hours. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It it, it is like full blown like that. It's, it's amazing. And, but I also know how to own it myself. I know how to create that. So, yeah. So that's interesting actually, because you speaking, you
1: sound, you, you're making, you're reminding me of Susie because she's very, <laughs> very open about her sexuality. She really owns it. She, she kind of knows who she is. She's not afraid of other people caring about what she's mm. saying about her sexuality. And I would say I've come to that. I wouldn't say I was um, necessarily there in the beginning, you know, coming from a more sort of, was a very British restrictive <laughs> background. We don't sort of wander around being open about anything really. But I, <clears throat> My question would be to you is a lot of people are not fortunate like you and Susie that you are just innately, like innately, you connect to your sexuality, you connect to your sexual being. You There's no like barrier. For whatever reason, society, everything else hasn't got in the way. And I would say for most of the rest of us, it has totally got in the way and we have to spend a long time chipping away at it. And Actually-
2: Actually, yeah, and so, no, I mean, for me, it was getting in the way. It wasn't like this. Oh, no, it wasn't like I I had it, and and it's always been there. I I learned to create that.
1: Wow, interesting. So you mm-hmm. just made the conscious decision that I'm going to connect with that. If you like,
2: it, it didn't even happen that way. It was really, it was really fun. It was like. Um, It was something I enjoyed. I had a great intimacy with my ex-husband. We just had Mm -hmm. good sex, really good organic sex. And then it turned out to be just good sex overall. But it was like one or two orgasms and kind of just fun every once in a while. But when he learned that women can have more orgasms, it was Mm -hmm. him wanting to count more orgasms for me. So it became a game. Huh?
1: <laughs> I love that.
2: A game. Wow. <laughs> That's like a great created game. created a game. It was truly, truly a game for both of, for especially for him. It made his manhood like. Of Seven. Man, yeah. I want him more than. It's like he would k- keep count. Yes. So I love it. That. It wasn't so like hilarious. there it was for me. So for him, for me to create this, I, you have to let go of, if your tummy looks, you know how your tummy looks, how your right. face may be looking, mm-hmm. all those things that kind of get in the way. Right. That was no longer in the conversation. The conversation was, let's get another one. Ooh, that sounds so you had 10. amazing. I wonder if we can have 12 next time. 12? Is that your record? 12? No, I would say it's more than 70. <gasps> in an hour? Or what? An hour what? And a half, yes
0: wow we need to come what we need to come we need to be a patient is this 70 (laughs) doctor is this is this um is this stuff you teach i know you have a an amazing costa rica course um retreat retreat retreat, uh, whatever you'd um you'd call it uh what do you teach in this and please tell our audience about this and how we can have 70 orgasms in an hour and
2: a half wow I'm (laughs) i'm speechless which is not good I, for a podcast. I but- know, I know, I know. It's, it's, it's really interesting. Well, let me tell you what happens. And part of it is I teach women on about orgasms. I mm-hmm. do teach women orgasms. And the, the first two days, it's really about generational healing. It's right. about understanding historically why we are dealing with this shame. Why mm-hmm. are we carrying this shame? Mm-hmm. And then there is the shame, you know, that kind of gets stuck neurologically in our body, and the anxiety. And what starts helping us deal with is once we understand it, why it's there, and then we understand the physiology of how our body works, it, and it, it gives us an opportunity to let go of the past. Why our grandmother was our grandmother. Why our mother was like our, you know, our mother is looking at this history. Why our fathers, why our grandfathers, you know, so we, we do the generational healing and we do mother daughter healing. And then we do woman, woman healing, sister, sister healing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's these um, stories, this Cinderella, this Snow White, these competition of women. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So we do that. We go into all of these stories that has put us as a, you know, the Madonna and the whore. You know, it's either one or the other. You know, you're the virgin. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And somehow, somehow, you know, one one gets to enjoy it, and then the other one, and it's like, oh, I want to be looked as a good person. Therefore, you know, so we start looking at all of these thing you know conversations that we've had and we right. use body work we use we have a belly dancer and we have and the reason again movement is to connect and to our does. bodies mm-hmm. we do breath work we do some kundalini we do art we do conversations we do a lot of sisterhood between mm-hmm. each other mm-hmm. so once we get through that then we also do some healing with our feminine and masculine energy it mm-hmm. is so important. It's really not going there to come and bash men. That's not it's what it's about. It's yeah. healing mm-hmm. us as women. And, yes. and I say that because I got two boys. Right. <laughs> you know, it's then it's about healing these relationships, how to be more uh, powerful, how to understand who we are as women. And then after that, we do like a whole day on the biology and understanding orgasms, how they work. And you get to look, you get to draw different types of, I mean, we have, you get to color in different types of vulvas, you know, like how do they look? (laughs) I love it. You get to draw your clitoris, the clitoris, you know, I have pictures. I got this for you ladies. I don't know if you know how the clitoris looks. But if you have people that are watching them, I wanted them to know like this is oh, the size you. of our clitoris. This is how it looks. Is that the real oh, is that the real size? Is that life size? This is the real size.
1: Wow. Size. Yeah, okay. The wishbone. Like a wishbone. Yeah, that yeah. does look very big.
2: Right? It is very big. So yeah. you get to do an artwork and you get to, you know, color it and you I get love to that. do all of that stuff. It's really and then of course there's the times you want to go to Costa Rica. You got to explore the the place, you know. You got to go mm-hmm. around and have some fun. And then one of the reasons is called discover the goddesses because you identify a goddess with yourself or two mm-hmm. goddesses, whatever. So, and then once you identify with a goddess, so um, and then you we get together like on zoom a couple of times before we get to the retreat. So we start right. preparing, we start right. preparing your goddess. You bring clothes. You're going to dress yourself as that goddess. Wow. You okay. know, anything, whatever you, so we come as women together and dress, you know, we dress, we put all the stuff and just really own that spirit, that sens- sensuality, that sisterhood that existed. Like Mm -hmm. come together as women and empower ourselves and identify with ourselves with that goddess, dress her up, have her dance in the water and have her dance around the fire. And, you know, we have the belly dancer doing a lot of that movement. So Mm -hmm. we're giving birth to us after the orgasm, we give birth to this goddess. And then what's really important is when they leave, they own this goddess and they always create a small project that they're going to bring to their community. So let's say somebody says, well, I am Aphrodite. I am the goddess of sensuality and love. So then you want to come back to your community and it's create, whether it would be maybe you're going to make a place very beautiful Mm -hmm. or maybe you're going to like one of the projects I've done is ask friends that say, hey, can you give me purses, give me purses that you have that you don't use, and fill it up with feminine goodies. I said, we always give the homeless, the women, all of these things, you know, supplies for them. I said, why not giving them this feminine sense of who they are? So, you know, you create some sort of project that you come back to something small. So maybe you're, some of them are goddesses of animals. Like you, we have a lot of them that love like Aphrodite. She was one of them. So then you come back and maybe you work in a shelter for, for animals one day, or maybe you save one or you get to feel whatever it is. You create a little project to own that goddess of Mm -hmm. of who it is that you are. So it's, it's about looking at yourself as a superhero. Right, okay. So it's really like a retreat of
0: body, mind, and soul.
2: Yes, it's just always connecting to to that loss. And we talk about intuition and how we are so in our heads as we as women, one of our strengths is intuition.
0: And Mm -hmm, we've left
2: that go in the process Well, we learn that. And it's like, so we talk about when in moments in life, something told you and you didn't listen to it because you listened to it through your head. So we get to talk about that. So yeah, it's
1: fun. do you think? Yeah, that, that, is, that sounds so interesting because I think that connection thing is exactly what's missing. And do you do you think like this idea of you were saying earlier about that you know the virgin of the whore or which we hear a lot about you know and and men also say their perfect woman is the woman who you know is looks elegant and sort of if you like virgin like but behind closed doors is a whore. This whole image is very. You know, we're all familiar with that idea. But I I think there's also this idea that somehow women who are much more connected and more open about their sexuality are more masculine, which I think I I could be wrong, but I feel that that's what people think, but I don't like they have a more masculine energy. They're not masculine, that they have this masculine energy and that somehow makes it not acceptable or something like I think other women are very judgmental of it.
2: Yes, there is judgmental, but it, I, masculine energy is more like in your head energy. It's more okay. the business woman. It's more the uh, let's get organized. One, two, three, four, five. Let's take care of that. Okay. It, it's more of that masculine energy. So feminine energy is just owning your body, owning the, the sensuality, that energy that you feel within your within yourself. And that's why we do a lot of exercises. Mm-hmm. And we've really lost the the um the experience and the understanding and the benefit it gives. I mean, you can look at a woman walk. Mm-hmm. I don't care if she has a great figure or not. But when right. she owns her femininity, is like everyone looks
1: right, right, yeah. yes. And to actually understand that about yourself, to
0: actually yeah. connect to that. Can okay, we? Can I ask about this amazing retreat? So, um, I'm sorry. Are women in like, are women having orgasms together? Like, are you doing like an orgasm? No, segment? I don't do
2: that. I okay, don't. want do that. To do that. <laughs> yes, there are. There are some. There are some. Uh, you know, retreats where that is part of it, or like weekend things. I don't do no nudes. And right. the reason I, <laughs> I don't do that, I, I do believe there's a lot of trauma for women. Yeah. And the last thing I want to create is have a woman really want to learn this information and mm-hmm. feel like obligated and then traumatized by the experience about what it is. It mm-hmm. is that information you just take with you. Right. Uh, you know, we we I always keep clothes on that's, that's just my prerogative. That's just my belief. And it's, again, it's, and it's also has, to, And I don't think there's anything wrong with the other side. It is also when you have a doctorate degree, we are bound if I were to create a retreat like that, I can no mm-hmm. longer practice inside of, you know, um, my field inside right. of the government or anything like that. So.
1: 100%. Okay. And, and how
2: many retreats do you run a year? Like, is it like a, well right now it's one a year and uh, I'm working with my social media expert and we're trying to see if we can find another other two
0: okay. um,
2: one in Europe and another one in Mexico but right okay. now what we have is a Costa Rica one Amazing. So if, people are, if anybody's listening to this and you really want to connect with your feminine side heal some of the stuff that have been going on through your life like discover passion with yeah. Dr. Luz.
1: And discover just, passion discover with Doctor Luz. Yeah, is Amazing. is
2: that your, what is your website? If
1: people want to go and have a look and and it's find more information,
2: www discover passion with Doctor D-R and Luz dot com. Okay, discover passion with Doctor Luz. Okay, we'll mention com, that yeah. again
1: in our social media as well because mm-hmm. you know people need to have places they they can connect to and where they can well f- feel welcome and you know so we will mention
0: that again yeah amazing um and in the spirit of sharing my truth uh just for our last little question here you've been incredible uh Dr. Luz we really appreciate you being here um but we want to ask you what is the one truth that you would share to your younger self and this is a question that we um that we ask all of our guests here on uh, on this podcast so i'd love to know on your answer what What would you share? What's one piece of advice you'd share to your younger self?
2: What I share? Um, I would say have more fun before get married. Ah, I love it. I I love it. it Sounds like what you'd say.
0: Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And yeah. And And it's not necessarily about just when we talk about the intimacy is, you know, it's, I've always been very adventurous and I do, I do believe that's contributed a lot to my sensuality. And the more we are active physically and we move or more creative, you know, Mm -hmm. artistic, it's just the way the brain works. We connect to those parts. It gives us more opportunity to move into different parts of our body and, and feel comfortable with it too. Um, And just, I was very adventurous, but, you know, was my father and my mother. My father was um, a Jesuit priest and he left the priesthood, married my mother. So, yes, I come from religious, like.
1: Very religious. I went
2: to a Catholic, you know, elementary, junior high and high school. And this is how you
0: came out, just incredibly free, it seems like. Yeah, so you sort of the whole the
1: whole journey, the whole, but even like your story of your parents, like your father left the I guess the priesthood for your mother. I mean, that's it. That's huge.
2: That's a <laughs> and huge. And he left my mother for to be plainer everywhere. Ah, oh, okay. <laughs> oh my god. Oh right, gosh. right. Okay, not so romantic that Ooh. bit.
1: Yeah. Okay, but um. The other thing just to let to tell everyone who's listening is yes. is your social media as well. Where can they come and find you on Instagram and, and wherever yes, else you might it's be? It's the
2: same thing. Discover Passion with Dr. Luce is my Instagram. And if you're on my social media with the Instagram um, what it is is like a few months prior to um the retreats, we start posting a lot of goddesses. Ah, uh, okay. Right and and what it is so that gives you an opportunity like okay what kind of goddess do I want to be like which one do, do I resonate more like which two you know right am I like the goddess of war you know because I think I'm more of that you know well then you take that one and maybe you feel like and I'm also a little bit of you know um you know Aphrodite or something mm-hmm. whatever it is so we start posting so it's discover passion with Doctor Luz. And then will keep you um, I have lots and lots of information there on sexuality, like lots of it. Mm-hmm. There's stuff in Spanish, but there's a little translation. So all you gotta do is push translation and it'll put it in English for you. Perfect. So if you see that, just press the translation button. You make me want to learn Spanish. That's just all about it. Absolutely. That is. <laughs> and just one last
1: thing just for our listeners to know. Can they can people work with you if they're not based in California? Do you work with international? Yes, like I do. Work? I do
2: have clients internationally okay. uh and across the country. And that's one of the things with coaching, it gives you the permission. So yes, you can reach me. You can reach me either through uh send me an email, Dr okay. D R L U Z, mm-hmm. V S in Victory, the number one, Dr. Luce V one at gmail dot com or DM me at uh my Instagram. Uh, my Instagram or go on my website and set up an appointment right there. Amazing. Set up a calendar appointment.
1: Okay, we'll we'll mention that all again because I really think as after you having said the seventy orgasms. Yeah, I think everyone needs to know how to do that. But yeah. There's no you don't need to say anything else. That's it up. It's thank you so much for your time. It's so we find it personally so inspiring and ed- amazing to speak to women like yourselves and and doctors who are so like open and who are not like under this shroud of taboo who are like you know very forthcoming and it's so refreshing it really is Mm -hmm. um and and inspiring really for a lot of women because most women do have a very long journey to find themselves um so Thank you very much, and um,
0: it's fa- absolutely fantastic. Yeah, to speak I to. hope we have uh, we'll have you on the pod again sometime. We'll have yes. maybe some real questions from our listeners uh, that we'll ask, and maybe you can help them out. So that would be amazing as well.
2: Yeah, I would love to. Amazing. I would love to. Yeah, I'm. Thank you so much for you know connecting me to your community and allowing me you know to share some of this education and like redefine everyone out there redefine sexuality and intimacy oh thank That's you fantastic. so much and if anyone does have a um
0: a question for our amazing dr lose you know you can dm us on our instagram at showing and, or go to our website at www.sharingmytruth.com and you can send her a little voicemail we'll send it off to her and we send can us an email it, yeah. we'll forward it to her and we'll have her on the pod again to answer all your questions so thank you yeah. so much guys for listening thank you so much again thank Dr. you Lu. so much
2: it's thank been you. fabulous have a wonderful Thank you. Bye bye. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Speak. To yes. You. There's, there's so many topics. Kink. And I know. It doesn't end. Polyamory we could talk polyamory and like all of these things. Clients is such an just an amazing opportunity to really talk about honestly what is happening in our community. Yes. You definitely yeah. have to come back and talk about oh, polyamory. Absolutely. Now, now, oh my our, gosh, now yeah. our
0: minds are going round. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Doctor Luz. We will talk soon. Speak
2: to you soon. Thank bye, you. bye bye. Bye bye.
0: Sharing My Truth Pod is so excited to partner with Vibrator.com, where the A in Vibrator is the number eight. This is an extremely exclusive code where no other podcast has it. If you go to Vibrator.com right now, use the code MS15. That's MS15 at Vibrator.com. You can now get 15% off anything in store. That's any sex toys for you, your partner, your neighbor, your mom. We don't judge. We don't care. Get it now. Go to the link in our bio, put in the code, and get jiggy with it.
1: Thanks so much for listening. Please rate and review this podcast and follow us on social at sharingmytruthpod. And leave us a voicemail on our website at sharingmytruth.com to share your stories and experiences with us. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.